0: Hey friends, Ashton here, and welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. I'm super excited today to introduce you guys um, to a new author and speaker. I I, I ran across his book just a few weeks ago. It was one of those interesting times where uh, the day I finished the book, I randomly got an email from his publicist asking uh, if we could do an interview and I thought, wow, uh, this is meant to be. And so I'm super excited today uh, to get to introduce you guys to Ken Honda. Uh, He is coming to us today from Japan. Uh, He's a best-selling author there and here in the United States. The book I read of his recently was called Happy Money. Uh, Just a beautiful book about generosity, uh, reciprocity, gratitude, contentment, joy. Um, And so with that being said, I'm super excited to introduce Ken today. So Ken, Welcome to Good, True, and Beautiful Podcast.
1: Hello, Ashton. Thank you so much for your invitation, and I'm so happy to be uh, having a chat with you here.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, thank you again for your generosity and coming on here. And before we get going and, and start talking about your work in the world, um, I just thought I would let you kind of introduce who you are and, and, and what you're up to in the world.
1: Thank you. So I'm a, a writer. I write uh, so fast and so many books. I've published about 200 books for the past uh, 20 years of my career. So I have published almost monthly. And uh, I write very fast. And I do a lot of seminars to uh, thousands of people. Now we are on online. And uh, so we're doing even more. Uh, you know, Zoom has a capacity to do uh, seminars over... Uh, just to 10,000 people at one time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I usually do uh, um, a few thousand and sometimes to a max. And wow. uh, I really enjoy sharing the information on happiness and wealth. Um, most of my books have been focused on happiness and money. And uh, with a, an accounting and consulting background, I retired at age 29 for my baby girl, uh, which is almost 20-some years ago. Now she's 22. So during the four years of my semi-retirement in Tokyo, I got this inspiration to write. And I started uh, writing a few pages of essays and then that grew into a a a pamphlet of 26 pages and after uh, sharing my booklets uh, for about a few hundred copies, uh, that got uh, by word of mouth it grew to 100,000 copies and the publisher called me and uh, they asked me to write the book <laughs> and that's and after that is a history here
0: <laughs> so 200 books later here you are yes
1: yeah. <laughs> and I'm still happy uh, and uh keep writing yeah beautiful um, well
0: I, I've only crossed paths with this this latest work of yours Happy Money and um, it, uh-huh. it was uh, uh it, it it just it 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 really resounded with everything that we talk about here at Good, True, and Beautiful podcast about a life of generosity, uh, uh, contentment, joy, freedom. These things uh, mm-hmm. that that actually at the end of the day they're an inside job. We'll never find them outside of ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. And and I just love how you connect that back to our finances. And so when when we begin with this book, Happy Money. You know, why this book? What? How did this book come to you to write?
1: So I was born into a unique family. My father was a very successful tax accountant. So in Japan and elsewhere, I think money is some kind of taboo at the dinner table. But in my house, uh, my father just talked about uh, money all the time. He wanted me and uh, my brother and sister uh, to be financially independent in the future, because he knew, uh, unless you know about money, uh, your life uh, is uh, is terrible. Uh, so that's what he believed in, and he started teaching about money. So, uh, since I was four or five, uh, my father taught me in very unique style of taking me to a nearest shopping mall and ask me which store is making most money. <laughs> so without, you know, textbooks, he taught about a street smart um, money lessons. And here, here I, I was in, in my 20s, I was very successful because I, I, I had a very early start. And um, since then, I I had this inspiration to write on happiness and money. And uh, I have helped uh, millions of people over the, over the two decades.
0: Well, wow. well, I love it. And, and it seems that, like, I don't know if you got this from your dad or, or from your mentor that you quote a, a lot in the book, but it, it seems that gratitude and generosity are major themes that come up again and again in your writings around. Money. You want you want to talk about gratitude and generosity and and really what those mean to you.
1: Thank you. You asked me beautiful questions. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very happy. You know, even at, at the beginning of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so my mentor was is um, Wahe Takeda, who passed away a few years ago. He was called Warren Buffett of Japan, and he was known for his generosity, and uh, he was well known. Uh, philanthropist so I had this uh, chance to have uh, to join his party and I had like a few moments uh, private time with him Why would you ask uh, Warren Buffett if you have like a few moments alone private (laughs) so I asked him you know what is the secret of money and uh, he smiled and he said it's simple Arigato your money and then you know I was pushed away and then uh, and the next person was talking to him so it's almost like a mystery. Arigato, my money. And later on, I became a student, so I spent hours and hours uh, with him uh, privately. And I, I realized that his teaching is very Zen. Hmm. So his style is arigato, your money, meaning when you receive money, say arigato or thank you. Arigato. And when you, spend, yes, when you spend money, also arigato, your money. Thank you, money, for being with you so by doing this you start uh, you open the door of uh, appreciation and what what you appreciate appreciates so uh, if you can appreciate both money coming in and going out you start this life of appreciation and uh, if you um, happen to worry about money you start appreciating your money because um, human mind cannot focus two things at the time so if you focus on um, appreciation you cannot focus on uh, worrying or getting upset with money. So uh, his one simple word, arigato, your money, changed my life. And since then, I have uh, worked the principles. Uh, uh, that, and also, I have taught uh, hundreds of thousands of pe- people personally. And I have changed millions of people by uh, using this one principle, hmm. arigato, your money.
0: I love how you say, what, what you appreciate, appreciates. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you even have a practice maybe of like paying bills, saying thank you, <laughs> as, you yes. as you pay your bills. Talk. That, was, that was a very shifting moment for me in, in uh, just that whole practice. That was a mind shift that you gave me of just putting that spirit of, of gratitude in the mail with each check that you write, thank you for electricity, thank you for my water bill, thank you for my house payment, all those things, it really yes. does come back to you, what you appreciate appreciates.
1: Mm-hmm. And also, I try to imagine all the people involved uh, in the process of, of providing water, mm-hmm. electricity, electricity, or food even. you know, uh, To enjoy food on the table, there are so many people uh, uh, worked you know, changed hands, you know, bread, uh, wheat is uh, grown somewhere on this planet. It, it doesn't come from out of, out of, uh, out of yeah. uh, Earth, right? So somebody uh, did the uh, hard uh, work and labor work and then uh, processed it. And then somebody baked it in a factory, I guess, or at the uh, nearest um, uh, bakery. And then um, somebody delivered it. So a lot of work. So uh, as I enjoy paying money, I uh, try to think of all the people who helped this uh, beautiful service or product uh, um, bring to my table. And I appreciate every one of them. Sometimes I name I, I them, you know, like a, uh, Jason, thank you. Or like, you know, Keiko, thank you. I, imagine in my, uh, in my mind. <laughs> and uh, and I really enjoy um, being supported by all the people who made a nice meal, possible at the restaurant or, or anywhere in the world. What um, yeah. in the world?
0: Yeah. And am I saying it right, Arigato?
1: Yes, you sound like uh, uh, my brother. <laughs> well, uh,
0: beautiful, beautiful. I'll I'll take it. Yes. Um. So, question as, as we move on here, um, <laughs> how does the way we feel about money affect our ability to live in abundance?
1: Well, that's another very deep question I enjoy. So um, I I call uh, um, happy money uh, in my book. And uh, so that means there is unhappy money. And uh, I don't need to explain about unhappy money because we are uh, unfortunately in the flow of unhappy money. Happy money makes you feel irritated when you receive it. And uh, happy money gives you frustration when you spend it. Unfortunately, we feel so unhappy and frustrated with our money, both coming and going out, because we, uh, when we receive money, we, we feel like we deserve more, and we demand more. And when we spend it, I wish the bill is uh, smaller, and, and I wish the taxes are smaller, too. So all these mixed feelings of uh, resentment uh, and frustration, and it's not healthy, Uh, And because once you start feeling that you're a victim of something, uh, you feel like somebody is trying trying to take advantage of you instead of, I I feel so so supported every day and whatever I do. Uh, But uh, this concept of somebody is trying to take advantage of you is uh, very contagious and also uh, hurting for you. Because once you live in this victim mentality, uh, you feel uh, unhappy, just genuinely. And then uh, that unhappiness will be projected against your partner, your friends, family members, or your boss or coworkers. This is very contagious. So that's why I have written so many books to um, support people shift from a scarcity mentality to abundant abundance mentality. Once you're out of this scarcity mentality, you think there is more than enough for yourself, for your family members, and for the all the people in the world. But um, we we tend to get stuck in this um, uh, scarcity mentality. And if you live in this scarcity, you feel fearful about around money. You, you feel fearful around uh, life. So um, I hope um, one day we'll be all shifting out from the scarcity and. Um, move to this beautiful city of abundance and sharing and uh, we have enough food on the planet. It's our distribution system. Uh, unfortunately, in Japan and in US and Europe and other industrialized country, we throw away so much food. it's almost embarrassing like 20% or 30 percent of the food we consume and we seem to consume, uh, more than we need. That's why most uh, many of us are getting more fat than ten years ago. So once we get out of this uh, uh, scarcity mentality, our life will shift personally and globally.
0: Yeah. What What is as as you've written? What is the myth of scarcity that 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 there actually is enough? Is that what you're getting at? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, we feel like uh, somebody's taking advantage of us. That means if we get less somebody has more so I have to that's why I have I have to keep more in my hand in my bank account I need to hold on to the money I have and I'm not going to spend any money Uh, so that is a scarcity mentality you know in fact we have more food uh, for uh, than uh, what can provide uh, uh, 7 billion people on this planet but uh, it's just a a system of bad distribution system. So that's why uh, uh, 600 uh, million people are starving on on right now.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So um, one of the parts that I loved in your book was the the dialogue between love and fear and how even, Mm -hmm. even love and fear can move into our finances. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And that, that, our consciousness with our finances can be driven by love and fear. You want to talk to me about that?
1: Yes. So, um, I think there are two, uh, energy in life. There, there is love or fear and you, we get to choose which one we live in. So in a loving world, we do what we do and we love, uh, what we do. And, um, uh, Enough people uh, re- respond to what you do and you are supported financially and emotionally and socially um, by the people you love or they love you. Um, and, the, and the people who live in a fearful world uh, cannot do what they love because they're not allowed to do uh, what they love. And so they're forced in a place where they don't want to want to work and the, the, with the people they don't like. And with a place uh, that they don't like and, uh, and, and the wages that they don't like. And uh, unfortunately, many of us feel that way. Uh, it, we're just doing the work because uh, the work uh, brings money and the money brings uh, food on the table. So unless you uh, change this mentality and unless you heal the wounds and, and the fear you have in your heart, you cannot shift from fear to um, uh, love, mm-hmm. and it's it's only not only money, but your relationships, uh, you, and also your relationship with the work, and yourself.
0: Yeah, well, well said. And so you you would even go as far to say that that love and fear are the two driving energies in the universe.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, most of us are driven by fear, because. In a way, that's more uh, powerful uh, in terms of uh, turning on a switch of survival in us. So uh, once we are in a uh, survival mode, Mm -hmm. we do stupid things. You know, we steal uh, food from other people when we know or when we feel that there's not enough food. You know, we have to steal the food uh, from other people's table. And that is um, not not something we do if we are in the right mind. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you have any practices that that keep you in a loving state?
1: Yes, uh, that's my favorite part, actually, Aston. (laughs) Um, My affirmation is I have more than enough. Hmm. So whenever I feel fear, which I don't usually, but uh, our money or um, when I feel like uh, there's not enough, I try to sell, tell myself, I have more than enough. And it doesn't really matter if you have it or not. It's just a feeling hmm. that you need to feel. So you go deep uh, inside, I have more than enough. Yeah. So when we feel we have more than enough, you can be a millionaire in mind, even though you have just $10 in your hands. Well said.
0: Um... You also write that that this conversation about money money isn't the problem, we are the problem um, when when you when you say that when you mean that are are you getting at um, it's the it's the stories in our head it's the narrative in our head it's the meaning we assign to these things uh, help me understand it's really us that's the problem
1: yes uh because um uh, we live according, accordingly to, according to what we think. So when we think there's not enough, we try to do more work and then try to make more money to feel secure. But the problem is we cannot feel secure even if you have $10,000, that's not enough. Okay, so I have to earn $100,000. And once you reach that goal and have, have that much in your bank account, you know, you assume you feel safe, but you're not because by the time you, you make that much money, you have a higher uh, rent or mortgage and your lifestyle uh, requires money. Hmm. So unless you are satisfied at a certain level, this, um, this drive and thirst and hunger that you need to have more and more to feel secure will drive you. And I've met many millionaires and billionaires who cannot say that they have more than enough when they have uh, one, you know, one billion dollars. Because uh, just uh, this feeling enough is uh, in the feeling world. It's not in the numbers.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I and I also think that you get uh, in your writings, you know, these words "be," "do," "have." And you really bring it home to say we are human beings. We are meant to be grounded in our being. <laughs> that that it's not about doing and having. That when you get the being right, the doing and the having will follow. Am, am I saying that right?
1: Yes. So you said it so beautifully. Unless unless we are satisfied with who we are, uh, you know, we'll be doing something busy. That's why we do. I think. I think that's why you call. Busyness in English, you know busyness, right? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you have to be busy to do business yeah. and then if uh, Who you are is? Uh, distorted your doing will be distorted hmm. because you have to do more than you should and then um, You cannot enjoy who you are and uh, what you do, you know time is the most precious thing, but most of us spend way, way, way too much time at the workplace. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, when I read your book, I have two young girls, and, and I always kind of wonder when topics like this are, are appropriate. But how would, mm-hmm. you, how would you invite our listeners um, to, you know, sprinkle these conversations into our relationships with our children? Or um, where, where do you begin with topics like this? Because I love... The idea of being driven by love and not being driven by fear, being drawn by generosity, uh, these really hit home. And and I, But I haven't ever really thought of this through the lens of finances with these little children that I've been entrusted. So mm-hmm. y- your thoughts on that?
1: So... Um... My daughter is 22 now, but I started teaching her about money in a unique way, like my father did. Um, my, mine is more updated version. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so whenever I, I spend money or we spend money, we always say thank you to the people we pay to. And then we enjoy talking about how um, grateful we are for the services rendered and the products made uh, for us. So, uh I was, te- I, I was, uh, I started teaching her about the gratitude part because we're exchanging energy. Uh, we exchange gratitude, um, and then, uh, we pay the money and then we get like a table, uh, a table, handmade table, uh, he or she spent hours, uh, with love and care. And here we are with a beautiful table, handmade and, uh, we exchange money and, the money I receive, I started teaching my daughter that uh, so many loving, beautiful people paid me. You know, I used to take my daughter to uh, uh, my lecture. You know, there are thousands of people there. They make uh, huge lines and the wait is like half, uh, half an hour and people having a, a fun chat. So my daughter witnessed uh, all the love and care that uh, all my students and fans have toward me, and and have toward themselves. So I have shown her how love can be exchanged in 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 business situations and in every day everyday life. So if uh, you are a parent and if you want to start teaching uh, kid, your child about money, uh, just focus it from loving perspective. You know. So you uh, you will get money if somebody appreciate you. So you have to find something that people will appreciate you. Instead of saying go to school, get grades, and some Sunday uh, uh, pray that somebody will pay you or hire you. That's kind of like sad and fearful. But if you say uh, you know uh, people pay you if they're satisfied and happy. So you have to find some skills or gifts that will make you happy and other people happy. Yeah. And by by doing what you love, people will pay you. Yeah. So you have to be, uh, you have to find your true gifts, you have to find who you are, and you have to find the right spot for you. So trying to go find other people's seat you know, your seat is already reserved and your name is written on the seat. So don't sit on other people's chair, is what my mentor used to say. You know, uh, check when you uh, sit down on a seat like a theater or, um, you know, uh, in, a, in an airplane. There is a seat reserved for you. Yeah. So, so don't, don't try to sit down on somebody's seat because it looks nicer. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you have to find your own spot to make you feel good.
0: I love that. I love that. Don't sit in someone else's seat. Um, Yes, we do, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, because Um, our parents said, you know, sit in a doctor's chair. That's comfy.
0: (laughs) Listen to Ken Honda bringing the truth today. Um, So uh, this is a little off script, but Ken, Mm -hmm. what what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: Oh, when I... Uh, when I go back to my youth, is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, when you go back to your youth, what what would you tell yourself?
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah, sorry, in my English. uh, (laughs) That's uh, okay. Okay, so I would say to myself, you know, enjoy more, worry less. You know, because of my background, my father being alcoholic and abusive, even though he was wealthy, uh, I I tend to worry a lot. Hmm. Uh, uh, You know, not anymore, but... I used to worry about the future uh, a lot in my twenties and, and early thirties, uh, before I retired. So uh, I will tell myself, enjoy more, worry less. You know, life will offer you a lot more uh, and, and a lot better stuff than you imagine, because life is not punishment. <laughs> if your uh, mind is in a scarcity mode, you feel life is punishing you, and I used to feel that way, so it's so uh, real for me. Uh, life is not punishment. Life offers you so much and so many fun things to do. So um, I tell myself, enjoy more, and even the good and the bad.
0: Well said. Um, well, Ken, I'm I'm so thankful today to to get to share this time with you and and uh, Me too. And, and I will and I will say to you, arigato.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> Ashton, thank you so much
0: what's the best way for uh, our listeners to maybe find you and, and follow you and your work
1: so uh, I don't have much information in English yet but I started uh, I, I'm going to start my English online salon and um, uh, you can see all the information at kenhonda.com and you you can find um, articles and you can find out your uh, money eq personality type you can find out your spender gambler moneymaker and all that by uh, answering the questions and um, you'll know more about your yourself from emotional intelligence side of money
0: wonderful well thank you again uh super grateful for your work in the world and, and thank you for sharing some time with us i hope i get to meet you one day
1: Yes, I feel the same way, Ashton. Thank you so much for your invitation. And you asked so beautiful questions, and that tells me who you are. You're just a human, beautiful human being, uh, with the generosity and care. So please keep shining.
0: Mm, Thank you, Ken. Thank you.
1: Arigato. Arigato.